and and how many of us have ads that come up on Facebook or Instagram uh-huh. of of just a <laughs> random brand of like whiskey or or something yeah. oh my God, and, yeah. and you and field notes is going to be the like desk book that you see like <laughs> curated in this picture um, because it, it it has become kind of the the Kleenex of uh, mm-hmm. pocket notebooks <laughs> and uh, only maybe better quality I don't know did not see that comparison coming today. <laughs> You're listening to the Paper and Staples podcast, a show about pocket notebooks. You heard me right, pocket notebooks. If you love them as much as we do, then this is the show for you. Hosted by Dave, Blair, Terry, Greg, Oliver, Mike, and joined by various friends. Let's get started. Hello, all, and welcome to episode two of the Paper and Staples podcast, a podcast dedicated to our favorite little notebooks, field notes, and the stationary world that surrounds them. Our good friend Dave can't be here today, but I'm joined by Greg, Oliver, Terry, and Blair. Last episode, we dove into the details of 50, Field Notes' 50th quarterly release, and we've been talking about what brought us to that point you know, folks getting together here, excited over a particular set of notebooks, and that it's really about the, the quality brand uh, that is dedicated to its craft. So we thought we'd explore the question today, why Field Notes? A little bit about who they are, and more specifically, what are the aspects of Field Notes that draw us in? And for many of us, we've developed uh, patterns of finding or coveting uh, other quality goods uh, from quality brands. So we'll chat about uh, that as well today. But before we get into it, a quick reminder to send any questions or comments to mailbag at paperandstaples.com and stick around because we'll have a giveaway at the end. So to kick us off, uh, let's let folks know who we are and what's new for you. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Greg. Um, so last time I was the the voice on the podcast who got their hands on 50 first. Uh, and I am at, uh, here in the Chicago area and um, we are in the thick of the early parts of spring in Chicago. So what's new with me? So it's me? like 40 degrees outside? <laughs> oh, no. No, as, as of this recording, it is already 80 degrees and it's oh uh, only yeah. 10 in the morning. Um, it's hot. It's, it's hot, and as a runner, this type of weather is not my ideal, personally. Um, so I actually went running last night around 10.30 p.m. just to, to, be, to avoid the heat, and that's going to be my life for this summer. So, um, But yeah, as far as uh, what's new and, and kind of what I'm using in my world of, of field notes, um, you know, the, the summer's kind of kicking off. Uh, and I'm starting to see people again. I had a few friends over for the holiday weekend on Memorial Day, which was just really nice to just be around folks, you know, open the barbecue, have some burgers and brats, uh, you know, just very classic, um, you know, American kickoff to summer. Um, as far as what I'm using right now, I, I, I'm currently still in the middle of a, a Group 11 uh, with a custom cover from Terry. Uh, right here from the podcast, <laughs> so it's one of the it's one of the bunny editions, and uh, still kind of working my way through it, and it's great. 
you, I was going to say is maybe you should like go like use a couple of books at the same time because your handwriting is so teeny tiny and cute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you will be in the just, the group eleven forever. All right, exactly. I, it, it is very likely I'll be in group eleven through the summer, um, unless I really amp up my my writing frequency. So yeah, so that's kind of my my daily journal right now. And um, I recently posted about this in the Field Nuts Facebook group. I also started a Sun Kingdom debtor print uh, cut. So can't really talk about what I'm using it for, but it's not my daily journal. Um, but it's for a little side project with a friend of mine. Ooh. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm Oliver. Uh, not a whole lot new with me from the last episode because my next month is very quiet, heading up to a trip to the West Coast where I'm going to do uh, six national mm. parks and then Whoa. out to yeah. Hawaii from there where <sighs> I'm going to do the two national parks in Hawaii as well. I had been hoping to hop off to American Samoa, but that doesn't look feasible <laughs> <laughs> as yet. I'm getting, I'm I'm getting greedy. I'm surprised you even have six national parks left to visit. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, at, I'm at 44 out of 63, so I've got, uh, what, 19 left. Um, but by the end of this year, I'll have uh, 10 or fewer left. So nice. it's going to be... I'm coming up on the end. Then it's countries. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, on that note, I, a very kind uh, member of the field... Uh, Field Nuts group um, sent out to me. Jennifer sent me a Hawaii County Fair um, oh, to County wow. Fair Field Notes. Just a, just a you know the the red single and it's yeah. lovely. So I've been I've been kind of poking at starting that for a trip planning journal. It's very kind of her. Um, I love those linen covers on on the County mm. Fair mm-hmm. edition. Um, nice. And the other, only other well, I guess I got um, fifty in the mail. My fifty subscriber boxes. Uh, they're they're lovely. I, I love the subscriber ledgers, and um, you know I've been having fun putting little stickers underneath the die cut um, in the in the in the O, and then um, yeah, oh also in the mail I got uh, you know, Aaron Draplin, the the you know father of Field Notes, uh, released these uh, vaccinate very vaccinated stickers, and they say <laughs> vaccinated. And then they say poke and ouch, and they have a picture of a little syringe. That's all. It's all pink and orange and yellow. They're very cute. He released a three pack of stickers and uh, and a patch, and you can order those on his website. And they're very cute. They're a follow up to his. Uh, and I hope I, maybe we can try out our bleeping feature, but his uh, masks up motherfuckers patch, <laughs> um, which is which is really definitely really, cute, really fun. That's good. And I know he has um he has another one that's like a you know couch couch hero or sofa hero or something like that. Uh, which I'm hoping he releases at some point. Yeah. Has anyone um, has anyone ever seen Draplin do anything with? Um, and I'm only thinking about this because my friend's kids were over, and one of them had like one of those like temporary tattoos on their mm-hmm. hand. Like mm-hmm. the vaccinated, uh, like would be a really really fun like that's uh, a great like idea. Water like you know temporary water tattoo, <clears throat> yeah. like oh, water based yeah. tattoo to put on your arm. I, I love that idea. You should absolutely. We should. We should send him a little a little mail after the episode and be like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my god," because some um, of his designs would like would work perfectly, right? Like, oh, have, for like sure. nice nice big lines. Like, so it's very easy to understand like the design on the that, skin. That can be the uh, vaccination passport that we use. A little temporary water tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be the first time he'd have worked with the government, right? Didn't he do the logo mm-hmm. for the um, uh, the stimulus? Yeah, uh, I think right. Didn't he work on that? I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll edit this out if he. We'll edit this out if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's a really, really nice um, uh, 
logo for the stimulus projects that would be on like the road signs and everything. That's very Draplin-y. And I always admired it when I drove by it and then uh, later learned, I think, that he was responsible for it. Huh. Well, he, and he also has done a, a stamp design, right? So he's definitely done oh, right. work with, yeah. with the government. Yeah. Nice. Two of them. All righty. Yeah, so I'm Terry, part of the, 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 the crew here. Um, uh, today, what I, today what I've been using, actually, I've been using a lot of stuff lately. So um, my husband and I uh, are buying uh, 100 acres or purchased 110 acres of uh, mountain forest land in uh, northeast Washington. And uh, yeah, it's really beautiful. And um, so I've been using, uh, I've been using shelter wood, or cherry wood. Sorry, this is cherry wood. And um, the field notes from their workshop uh, set, their gardening book for the farm. And then also, I have been obsessed with bees lately. Bumblebees. I love oh. bumblebees. They're just they're so cute, right? And so I I have an insect uh, group eleven that I've made myself. You know, I customized myself. So I painted it, I group it. So that's what I'm using for, for my gardening and outdoor stuff. Um, I, I happen to use a lot of different field notes all at once for different things because they're small enough for each subject and I can kind of go through them. Also, I have the handwriting of a gorilla with a crayon. So I kind of <laughs> go through notebooks fast as well. This is the, uh, I'm using a, uh, I'm, I'm showing, but uh, I'm, I'm using a light, you know, the lime green vignette with one of Dave's stickers in the notebook. That's what I'm using for our podcast. So I take notes in there. Um, but, inter- but you know, not just that, I'm also using other stuff as well. Like I, I like, um, I use Habanichi, which has the delightful, delicious Tomoe River paper. Um, and I'm, I'm using that for my, you know, sort of daily bullet journal. Um, I, I tend to use a whole range of things, and then um, for when I'm I'm pining and, and opining and, and epining or whatever they call it, pining, um, I use an <laughs> I use a, a Nanami B6 uh, notebook, and they're all in these leather covers that I've you know either made or or bought in different places, and so again it has uh, Tomoe River paper in it, delightful with fountain inks. Um, also pe- pencil friendly, but I do find that field notes happens to, to or tends to be a little bit more pencil friendly. And, uh, my, 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 my pencil buddy, uh, Tina and, um, oh gosh, my brain is, 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 uh, um, John Morris, you know, from, uh, from the group, mm-hmm. he, they, they turned me into a pencil fanatic. So now everything's in graphite and I'm, I'm confused as a person because I love both, <laughs> I love both fountain ink and, and graphite. And, you know, I just, I want to use both and there's not enough hours in the day. That's kind of what I've been using. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've been, believe it or not, I've, uh, we just got back from vacation. I'm still sort of in vacation mode, which is why I'm sort of out of sorts. Uh, we went climbing and we went to go see the property, did some paragliding. That was lots of fun. Um, climbed Rainier. We, we do at least one big climb every year, and we also do a lot of ice climbing as well. And I know that uh, MRK there does some climbing as well, so we got a fellow climber that we can talk about yeah. that. And we were also talking a little bit about, like, you know, Mike, you were asking me, like, all right, so what notebook did you take? Because, you know, climbing climbing is a, is a funny thing. So there's mountaineering and then there's rock climbing. Um, mountaineering is like, you know, silverback gorilla, right? And that's me, you know, big, strong, 
um, <laughs> not skinny. And, you know, I wish I could be lean and skinny, but, you know, it's all about slow and steady, you know, strong as ox, you know, smart like tractor. Um, so, so, <laughs> so he did ask me, Hey, what notebook did you take? So here, this is the, uh, you know, I'm looking at the, uh, field notes, uh, expedition in that beautiful bright orange. It is weatherproof paper. However, it is significantly bigger than the right in the rain that I carry on. The, I usually carry on trips and mm. right in the rain has been around since the early 1900s. They have a patented weatherproof paper, you know, and they're, and I, I am a big believer in numbered pages and they're all numbered pages and mm. you know, who can't, who can turn down this green? Um, you know, so, I, so for certain things I use paper, you know, I use certain notebooks for certain things. I use right in the rain for expeditions because they have an expedition specific notebook. Um, and you know, and then for my, but for my flight log though, for when I go paragliding, I do use an expedition because you want to track your hours, um, your flight hours. Otherwise the FAA is like no certification for you. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I've been using in my long-winded uh, rhetoric. Um, that's awesome. Lately, yeah. Hey, I'm Blair, and I just got back from northern Michigan. So we went on a little, I think it was about four or five-day trip. It wasn't nearly as exciting as Terry's trip. Um, <laughs> but, hey, we had some good beer, and... But I you didn't know. bathe for almost two weeks. So, you know, I think yeah. I know that better. Blair did. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, but Blair I mean, also did. There was a lot of sand involved, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> Still finding some, I'm sure. Right, right. Yeah, but but you got sun, whereas I have an alpine tan. I look like an albino who's been eating chalk. You know what I mean? I'll take that over the sunburn that I got. So <laughs> you do. I was gonna I was gonna mention that you do yeah. look a little on the redder side. He almost got away with this. This is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was our it was our first time doing much of anything around actual humans, and gosh, I don't even know how long it's been now. So it felt really good. Um, yeah, and so when I go on vacations and trips, I like to do this weird thing that probably isn't super weird to you guys, but I like to create a color palette for my daily carry um, mm-hmm. based on based on where I'm going. Um, mm. So I was, it happened to line up perfectly where I had a out of the Irish Wednesday field notes edition book. And I went to the, uh, the Wilco Brett Stenson edition that has, you know, the trees and the rivers and, um, that's gorgeous. Yes. That's super cool. That's very Northern Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it was perfect for that, but then I took it kind of a step further and did something that's probably a little sacrilege to the debtor fans but i took the debtor innards out of um one of the one of the books one of the debtor books to put in here because it's got that bright green graph in it yeah. um and it's ah. super super smooth paper so it works really well with my fountain pens what a way to accessorize blair kudos i mean that's what that's i do nice. you know was I'm that all, was all that, about those colors was that your first time franken booking it was. I had to. Oh, wow. I had to consult with the the queen of Frankenbooking, which is Karen. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with her, she's in our in our field notes fan fan group. I guess is what I'd call it, the field nuts. <laughs> um, and so she gave me some great tips, and it worked out fairly well. Um, so yeah, I had that, and then I took it a little bit further too, and I used my emerald green Twisby. Um, fountain pen and i put capri blue ink by monteverde in it so yeah wow. it all 
it all played out just just as I envisioned, and it worked well. So <laughs> super super nerdy of me, but did you take a picture for Instagram? That's my question. <laughs> That's <laughs> I did not, but I did not, but I, I might have to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, so we had a great time. It's filled with all sorts of good quotes on the trip, including passing by a man that was screaming to his wife, "I am not buying a twenty dollar duck." And <laughs> hey, Michigan. I, w- I want to know the backstory to that. Yeah, all sorts of good stuff like that, you know. Um, I visited my favorite bookstore, Brilliant Books, and bought a whole lot of county fairs. And um, mm. yeah, it was good to get away and use some field notes actually on the road for once instead of at my desk in my house for the last year. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. That's awesome. So I'm Mike. And um, the last, uh, really the last few months have been the same newness for me, which is that uh, coming up here really any day now, actually, if I just walk away from the microphone, it's because my wife's going into labor. <laughs> and oh. so, uh, so yeah, next week is, is a due date. And so we're expecting our first oh, wow. li- little one. Um, and, and so that has been like, I mean, my life outside of, working from home has mostly been like nesting pretty hardcore. So just like a lot of house projects, a lot of yard projects, <laughs> just trying to get all of the, uh, the to-do lists just kind of checked out. I do for that. I do, I am using a ambition ledger, um, for my, just everything to-do list. Uh, I like ledgers which, because which one are you using the, the ledger, uh, is only one of them the ledger? Yep. There's a graph, a date book, and a ledger. And so color-wise, which one of those? I never owned an Ambition before. Oh, yeah. It's the greenish one. Like the, I think it was the olive, right? Yep. Yep. And oh, that's then, really nice. Yeah. yeah. And then the nice. there's like a maroon. That's the graph. And then the date book is the brown, which the brown from far away, you would think is traveling salesman. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it it is not. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so, so that I, I, I kind of have books sprawled around, um, the house according to like very, like if there is a field and we'll talk about variety, uh, of field notes, uh, here, but like my gardening book is like in my gardening pail. So like when I'm outside, (laughs) I'm like using that. My workshop book is like in my workshop, my like woodworking book and and so my am- ambition sits around for the to-do list, but um, I have a little heartbeat book, which is a, a common choice Aww. for uh, for for <laughs> for newborns. I've seen uh, in our in our Facebook group quite yeah. often. You know, that's the choice. It just makes sense. And so um, been doing some journaling. You know, plan to get little footprints printed in that that book uh, at some Aww. point. But that's but that has taken up, I would say most emotional and physical energy um but my actual but another thing that's happening at the same time which has also been why uh life's been a bit crazy is that on sunday my wife graduates from law school and so she is studying right now for the bar exam so when i finished when i finished the um uh the mcfarlane uh collab edition last week underland um i finished it and then decided to uh to go to another ruled book which is uh the collaboration with graduate hotels and i Mm -hmm. brought the and it just it looks like it's the one where uh there's a bunch of people studying in the library and 
I have been uh, mostly alongside someone studying Aww. every every hour of the day. So I brought the a pregnant and and she's uh, and it, she's it gets, it's amazing. She, yeah. as a woman, I know about the hormone <laughs> things, and I that's a first of all, I tip my yeah. hat to her. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's amazing. She, how do you how do you finish? She's take, she's studying for finals. Yep. She's getting ready for the bar exam. My guess is that she was on law review as well. Yeah, she's probably doing all of those things for school. Yeah, while she pregnant, is. and she's then while to... studying for the bar, she's gonna have a big, like. Yeah, it is the home. the test is at the end of July, um, so she's gonna take a break. You know, the first the first month. Um, but so I've been working hard since January. So I I took the three pack uh, the three pack up to her and was like, this makes sense. You're graduating. Uh, that's let, let's. I will be using this uh, in your honor these next wow. couple of weeks. So I feel like picked, you're gonna have to frame like both of these books. This, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The graduate oh, yeah. And, and heartbeat are yeah. That's the two things that represent what's going on. Uh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's yeah. Um, but other than that, nothing is else is going on. <laughs> it sounds pretty quiet. Over there. That's all you got. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty quiet. That's a lot. That's amazing. So let's let's get into it. You know, we like I mentioned uh, in the beginning, we, we had been talking a little bit about about quality and and talking about um, you know w- what is it about a brand that can bring people together? You know, start a start a Facebook group, start a podcast. Like uh, it is clearly for each of us. There's something about Field Notes um, that uh, that draws us in and continues to draw us in as as fans, you know, I, if you would have asked me, uh, 10 years ago, if I would ever be this kind of a fan, like be as much of a fan of a kind of notebook that I am to some like bands and artists, like, or, or, you know, it just, I, I, I wouldn't even understand what that question means. And so there's clearly something for each of us that's, that's drawing us in. And, and I think that there's a, we can define quality a lot of different ways. So I'm, I'm curious for, you know, for, each of us, what what is what is it about Field Notes as a brand, and and that that continues to keep us, uh, I would say, as not just as customers, but as in some ways like uh, advocates and ambassadors for uh, for these notebooks. It's it's really interesting when I find myself wanting to find a, a quality version of something. I literally in my own head think oh what's the field notes of of blank yeah. you know like the, the other you know I was a few years back that I was um looking for you know pens pens to use and I I, I literally had to ask people because I didn't know how else to put it I was like oh I want the field notes of pens it, it's a really interesting phenomenon it's it's this fusion of a quality product with a consistent brand and 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 a consistent well-designed brand you know for my purposes you know i came into field notes by way of you know god help me uh moleskin right you know i was using moleskin notebooks because those were the ones you saw around and uh, yeah. they worked mm-hmm. fine they worked fine um they held up and i was able to write in them because they were made of paper um but but there is something just kind of you know a little je ne sais quoi about uh, field notes that just puts them a cut above. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you on that. Uh, and also 
kind of fell into the world of uh, better non-spiral notebooks, right? From from the world of Moleskine as well. Um, I don't fully remember where I first came across them, right? But I know I did about five years ago. I think the the thing for me outside of the the quality is it's the the amount of work and thought that goes into what mm-hmm. can be perceived as a very simple product, but ends up being something that's like very complicated and very thought out. Um, and honestly, I think one of the things that kept me going at the beginning is that um, I really love the fact that they are a quintessentially American brand, like proudly made in the USA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even more so, like they have done their best to as much as possible, like outside of some collaborations with uh, various companies around the country, they've mostly used Illinois-based uh, printers. Yeah. Which, local. as somebody who lives in Illinois, I think that's really, really cool that they are trying to support the local economy. Agreed. Right. And I think that that just speaks so much to the to the founders, right, and how much they uh, not only care about like good product, but also you know supporting local and supporting you know good people. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like too there's kind of a psychological aspect to it too and in terms of why we keep coming back. Um I know for me, you know, I was drawn to the classic design and the unique themes and um kind of the vintage Americana of the books and um you know, once I found out there was like, oh my gosh, there's all these different editions and and then you join a fan group of it and you see, hey, these are going for crazy amounts of money. Like now I want these rarer ones. And, <laughs> you know, and it's like you kind of go through this like cycle and where I eventually ended up at the reason I keep coming back is the usability of like my favorite editions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I find myself being more selective with which ones I purchase a lot of or which ones I use the most. And I find that that's really what I enjoy most about it is using them. It just... I just like I like using them without thinking about the value of them, and I, I'd rather, you know, which ones are my favorite and which ones which themes fit um, my life and and aesthetically which ones I like best. I think that's what Agreed. keeps me coming back. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. When I think about um, field notes compared to other paper that I've experienced or or other notebooks I've experienced I think about when I when I started when I first knew about them and it was it was craft and my friend was using them and so he gave me a couple and I think if I would have if it would have just been that field notes had craft and then maybe like pitch pitch black or like other versions of craft I I think I may have actually branched out to other brands yep. and th- that Agreed. were si- that were similar um like sizes because i do like the size i like the pocket yeah. notebook yeah. But, yeah. but there are many pocket notebooks out there and i, I happen to be a field nuts field notes loyalist in terms of like which notebooks i i use but it's it's because of the variety and the fact one of the most fun things for me is that uh they experiment with new uh, form factors, new page prints, new uh, new covers, so that yeah. the the more the, the more variety I have at my disposal, it feels like I have a tool for the job. You know, every every 
every time I need something. And so that's why it's fun for, for me to th think like, okay, what's going on in my life right now and which book represents that? But mm. also they've been amazing gifts because I feel like for every friend I have, there's like a notebook to, to represent them in some in some way. Yeah, I'll and I, I think I think you can uh, really. I think I think you, Mike, and and Greg are, are really coming at two angles that I I feel in field notes, which is the the story behind it. Mm -hmm. And there is there is definitely like a conceptual story, like you're saying, Mike, like the 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 cohesive design for a purpose or an idea. Um, like we were even just talking about the you know the ambition with the olives and the wine and everything. Yeah. There's there's always a story like that. But then Greg, like you're saying, there's also a a local cultural story, mm -hmm. um, or at, at the very least like a like a national story, the Americana of it all. Um, that that really gels together in a sense. Like when you when you have a few packs of field notes, you start to get a really clear picture of you know at least maybe it's an illusion but a picture of who the people are behind it what the company is like and what what they care about uh, and i feel like that's something you don't really get when you walk into a barnes and noble and you see a rack full of like mickey mouse moleskins um <laughs> next next to like ones for logging restaurants in new york city or something like those yeah. are technically telling stories but they're not stories i want to hear and i don't feel like they're genuine stories mm. um i feel like with field notes it's, it's very much the opposite and that's funny you say that oliver because I agree 100% around that authenticity. And so I came into Field Notes as a retailer. So, you know, we have a nonprofit and we support, you know, first responder families um, and military spouses. I'm a military spouse. I'm also a law enforcement spouse. And, you know, there is a very small but kind of authentic uh, community of us who, who kind of care about those things. And, you know, one thing I kind of learned, and, and it, it kind of resonates, all of your stories really resonate with me in that, you know, it's sort of quality over quantity because there's so few spouses and because we kind of like stick together and there's, we have conversations that aren't, frankly, you really can't have with anybody else. And, mm. and so when we started off as retailers, it was really for fundraising and also to teach other spouses business skills, you know, how to set up a, how to set up a kiosk, how to pay taxes, how to, you know, do basic accounting, things like that. And it's interesting because we carry a lot of brands. We carry Right in the Rain, which is very common on military bases and first responders. We carry Baron Fig. Uh, we carry Blackwing. We carry um, Field Notes. Um, and, and there's a couple of other small brands in there that we carry. We also make our own stuff as well. Um, and you guys have seen stickers in the notebooks that, uh, that I produce. If you think the stuff I make is great, you should see what they make. But, <laughs> but, but, but I digress. But the, the, the real thing that I just, you know, w that really sort of I share with you all is around that quality and that authenticity. And, and you know, everybody, all, we, we, so we're located um, at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. You know, we have, we, there's me here in, in, in Chicago kind of helping with logistics and supply chain. Um, we have two teams. One is in Republic, Washington. The other one is in Tacoma, Washington at Fort Lewis. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's interesting because uh, they all talk, everyone talks about the products that we're selling, what we're making, you know, what we're, you know, playing around with. And it always comes back to field notes. And yeah. mm -hmm. um, it, it, around the quality of the paper and how, you know, there's pencil users and there's pen users, but everyone seems to like how they write, how portable they are, you know, and, and, and yet even though they're portable and they're very, if you will, consistent in terms of shape and, 
you know, volume, et cetera. You know, the, there's, there's a lot of fun variability that you talked about, Blair, that, you know, again, me as a retailer, I never thought that that would be interesting. But if you're talking about usability, you know, the right and the right notebooks have high function, right? They have that patented paper. Um, but at the kiosks, the field notes notebooks actually sell the best, even though they, oh, get, yeah. des they can get destroyed easily. Yeah. It's just because they're extremely usable, they're likable, and they appeal to more than just, you know, you know, cops who stick it in their pocket and it's going to get destroyed <laughs> and, you know, whatever, you know. So, so yeah. S something that, that's interesting is that, is that and, and that I admire so much, is that the brand and, and FNHQ, Field Notes Headquarters, has they've taken the risk of like experimenting with quarterly editions mm -hmm. but have not lost what they started with right they sell yeah. they still sell so many craft notebooks and so many pitch black and and how many of us have ads that come up on facebook or instagram uh -huh. of, of just a random <laughs> brand of like whiskey or or something yeah. oh my god and, and you and field notes is going to be the like desk book that you see like <laughs> cur curated in this picture um because it it has become kind of the the kleenex of uh mm -hmm. pocket notebooks <laughs> mm -hmm. and but, only yeah. maybe better quality i don't know did not see that comparison coming today. Yeah, well, no, I mean, and that's funny you say that because I kind of agree that that's the case, but it's also, I think it also, I mean, just our conversation alone is a little bit of a love letter. Is that, you know, sort of authentic love letter to field notes, very much like how they've been producing additions to us. I mean, and I know, Greg, when we've gone to BDP on, on Saturdays last summer, I mean, 2020 was a hard year. It was mm -hmm. a really hard year for a lot of people. And I had only, honestly, I only had one thing to look forward to every week because I didn't get to leave my house. You know, I, I, I couldn't leave my own house. I couldn't, you know, go out, you know, I couldn't go out and do stuff. Um, it was just going to the forest or, or, or go to BDP on Saturdays and have my, you know, egg burrito with, with, you know, with, with Sean. You might, you might want to give some context here for yeah. people who aren't lucky enough to live in Chicago, Terry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. BDP is a, this Saturday farmer's market that Jim Kudal, the, the founder of uh, Field Notes, his wife has this restaurant called Big Delicious Planet. And on Saturday, she'd have a little farmer's market and she'd, you know, sell her vegetables and, and some food and coffee. And it was just outdoors and it was, you know, it was sort of at the time it was you know COVID COVID friendly, if you will, or, or, or we could we could gather, um, and Jim would set up a table and put out a display and sell, like, literally the the Queen's gold of field notes notebooks, and so for I think the first two months it was just the five of us showing up every Saturday morning. We'd show up at like eight thirty, waiting, you know, with bated <laughs> breath. Jim would be like, look, I haven't set up yet, you know, and because yeah. we just wanted to see what he was going to put out. And he literally put something out different every single week. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. wasn't just about the debtors. It was like I knew nothing about I knew nothing about Northerly. I knew nothing about Ambition or any of these older editions. The, yeah. field, notes, the field notes sound great, but tell me more about this breakfast burrito. Oh, <laughs> so the... the so yeah, last summer was really I think you know the first time like Terry and I met each other and really became friends right because we saw each other every Saturday, um, and the egg burritos were absolutely part of that Blair. Um, so you know part of 
part of what was like so great about this Saturday market, right? Everyone was trying to make the most out of 2020. Um, and this was, this was definitely part of that. And, you know, getting together every Saturday, um, they started making, you know, breakfast foods and selling pastries. And, um, there was a little area that we could all kind of like safely sit outside and talk and, and hang out. And so, yeah, egg burritos, uh, some of the baked goods that they made were just, just over the top. Um, but yeah, every Saturday, Jim would also be there set up. And, you know, Mike, you were talking about how people, uh, travel for bands, you know, cause they're, they're huge fans. Like that was essentially what we were doing every <laughs> Saturday morning, like getting there early, like before the doors open. Right. Um, kind of, <laughs> kind of like notebook groupies. Right. And you know, again, I think part of it was this is very, a very 2020 moment where I got this vibe that, um, Field Notes was saying, okay, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to kind of like live it up, right? So they brought stuff out, out of the archives and what they what they now call the rarities. Um, in the past, when their storefront was open in their facility, they would have like this rarities wall and have other things for sale. Um, typically, the, the older things were, you know, priced higher because they're more rare and harder to find. Last summer, they just kind of threw all of that out the window and said, every Saturday, if you come... You know, we're going to pull out a, a, a box of whatever we find and sell it for essentially what was retail price when they came out. And that could have been eight years ago. And they said, we're going to sell this pack of, of Night Sky for $15. And yeah. it just it blew the minds of those of us who were there. Um, and it was yeah. really cool to be able to kind of take advantage of that and kind of so capture special. part of the, the, the history of Field Notes. And I think I think this is really getting into it. You know, obviously, I don't live in Chicago, but, you know, the community that is formed around these dumb little pocket notebooks is <laughs> is not is not just a phenomenon of, you know, it's not like a Ray Dunn phenomenon of just an autonomous collective of people deciding to form a community. It is it is something that is actively, you know, nurtured and incubated by Field Notes HQ. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they've done stuff like the... Um, for the clandestine edition a couple years ago there oh, was a, yeah. there was a they teamed up with a mystery league to do this like massive international puzzle hunt um there were hundreds of people in this group all working to pick up field notes around the world and solve puzzles inside of them and and it was it was a blast and it's hard to imagine i mean what would a right in the rain puzzle hunt look like and i'm not yeah. trying to be mean to other brands i'm just being very kind to to what field notes uniquely does maybe not mm-hmm. uniquely but um at least within the notebook space they have found ways to foster this community very organically and it works yep and and i and what is wonderful is that for every um for every dedicated fan who who finds out that there is a that, that there are ways to get older editions or um you know or are joining uh, this uh, this puzzle hunt because they learned about it, you know. However, there there is also accessibility for anyone to to get into it, and and I guess that yeah. you know when I think about the way that Aaron Draplin talks about his vision for for these notebooks is that he he wants as many people to have these little things in their hand as possible and Accessible, and i think that yeah. that is one of the values of that community you're talking about oliver is like accessibility and uh you know for you can you can find an old edition for 
$40 a single, sure, but there's also always going to be $9.95 packs of three that you can pick up at your local bookstore, support your local bookstore, and and get into it that way. It's it's an it can be an on ramp ramp or it can just be how you exist in the field notes universe. And I think that that value of of accessibility is is something that uh, that I really admire because they could become a, a niche expensive brand company if they wanted to start using more expensive materials and mm -hmm. and yeah. but I, I don't mm -hmm. think that that's ever going to happen you you saying field notes universe uh automatically takes me into this space of uh does field notes create like this weird like not quite cinematic universe like the mcu right but it's kind of like it's it is its own world in, 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 its, in its very special way yeah. It's like a subculture in many ways, right? Yeah. And I think even this conversation alone is just, it really is sort of that, it kind of reflects how we created this sort of subculture. And because yeah. frankly, I mean, I love stationery, but I love a lot of other types of stationery. For sure. But I'm not in a bunch of groups, as yeah. you said, for right in the rain. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. not, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't take pride in doing an in and out yeah. kind of thing with any other piece of stationery. Right. And I use a lot of other stationery. I mean, like yeah. a lot. I'm, I'm curious, you know, uh, Oliver, right, right away, you mentioned this phrase of like the field notes of insert category, right? So, yeah, yeah. so I think we all have, we, we're all fans of, of quality goods and field notes is one of them for all of these different reasons. But I'm, I'm curious, you know, what, what else falls into that category for you when you think about quality brands and, uh, and, 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 uh, brands that bring that same about uh, amount of life and joy. Uh. Yeah, well, uh, Mike, my my answer that I eventually got from from the Field Notes uh, Field Nuts group about the Field Notes of pens ended up being this lovely brand called uh, Baron Fig, and they I think started out. I wasn't around for the early days because I you know obviously I found out about them later, but I think they started out as a notebook company and they make these. Kind of, you know, field notesy. I think they're a little smaller, a little thinner uh, pocket notebooks. And they make these really lovely hardback notebooks that are maybe a little more similar to the uh, moleskin. You know, I don't know the A3, A5, that kind of stuff. But um, they're, <laughs> they're, they're a little larger, but they're not as large as a sheet of paper. Yeah, I believe they are A5 would be the closest comparison. They're probably a little bit shorter um, yeah. based on my comparison to some of my other mm -hmm. ones. They're hardbacked and they're they're really lovely to work with, and um, but then they make these pens, these aluminum machined pens. They're they're uh, twist rollerball pens um, that are just like sleek as hell. Uh, they're called the the Baron Fig Squire, <laughs> and they do like Field Notes. They do editions. They're not quite as regular. Um, sometimes one will just pop out. Like one, uh, they put out one called uh, Liberty. I think um, just before the election last year, that was themed around uh, the you know Declaration of Independence, Constitution, like that kind of aesthetic. Um, and it was like a brass pen that one, and it had engraved stuff on it, and it was just really beautiful. Their latest edition was um, Good Luck, and it had it was a, a painted aluminum pen. It was painted white and had uh, symbols, various symbols for luck around the world, engraved onto the sides. And they've done little things too, like um, they've done. A little a little puzzle hunt that gave away 
discount codes with an edition called Adrift that was ocean-themed, like message-in-a-bottle-themed. Uh, that was really cute. And so, you know, I... I I think they're they're kind of occupying that space, and I think they've noticed that oh, you know, there's there's room here for you know other types of stationery to kind of follow um, the approach that Field Notes maybe not pioneered, but definitely has a stake to claim in the pocket notebook space. One thing I really like about some of these other really quality brands is Blackwing. Um, Blackwing makes these, you know, graphite encased in, in wood, as they call it. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I, I have become a, an avid pencil user. Um, in fact, I've got an entire tray of pencils that I use every single day. And um, I have to say that you know, I used to be just a Tombow uh, pencil user. And, you know, it was like, uh, I think it was uh, John Morris who got me completely addicted to Blackwings. He sent me a couple in a little trade and... Um, I haven't been able to go back since and you know anybody who who likes to draw or who really likes to you know kind of archive keep uh, archive uh, on in their notebooks especially these, these field notes is is how pencil ready they are um, and and there's a lot to be said I mean, you know being able to use graphite in, on, on paper is goes back you know hundreds if not thousands of years so you know I think Blackwing has done some really interesting things around collaborations, mostly with music and, and other types of artists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I always kind of hoped for and wondered was, you know, why isn't Blackwing doing a collaboration with Field Notes? And I know <laughs> that that question has come up many, many times. You know, the, the Field Notes folks seem to be very protective over their brand and the quality of their stuff. And um, they're pretty consistent. My experience as a retailer with Blackwing is that, you know, sometimes, you know, they're they're a very high quality pencil. In fact, they're my favorite. But every once in a while, you get one of those that are like, really? Ooh, yikes! That thing just split like a you know like a log. So, did, I was gonna say, Oliver and, and and Mike, when when we talked about that collaboration, did you guys have any thoughts on that or have any tea to spill? I've I've always wanted that collaboration, and I think there's there's one specific context in which it would work which is April Fool's Day for both companies. <laughs> and I, I've, I've really wanted on April Fool's Day for uh, Blackwing to release a Field Notes pencil and Field Notes to release a Blackwing three-pack of notebooks. And they would <laughs> adopt each other's branding using each other's product. And I think that would just be Aww. hilarious. I, 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 would, I would love to see that happen. Um, you know, because yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, they are very much, you know, the, the Field Notes of pencils. They, do, they even do, uh, unlike Baron Fig, they do... Uh, quarterly editions yeah. so they are yeah. well this year they're a little bit less on the same schedule we got the um you know update your shipping address email for the blackwing summer edition before we got the field note spring edition mm -hmm. but uh apart from that they operate on more or less the same schedule every year yeah yeah so there's there's definitely a lot of similar brands to field notes that i think of like obviously baron fig and blackwing um yeah. but i also like I think one of the things I like best about Field Notes is kind of their transparency as a brand and their um, role in the community and you, you know the story of the brand and stuff like that. And it's, I kind of think of, I'm kind of a coffee nerd. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of think of a lot of those brands similarly, even though they're totally different products, but they kind of fall in that same universe. Um, where like some of my favorite brands like Ruby, Ruby Coffee in Nelsonville, Wisconsin um, and Fika Coffee in Minnesota. Um, they're just very very open brand they've got a story they do a lot in the community they're very environmentally conscious um they're always talking about all the farmers they work with and, and their roasters and 
Um, I, I just, I, I love, I love knowing the story behind a brand. And I feel like Field Notes uh, definitely hits on these same values of, you know, caring about the partners they work with, promoting those partners and their process. And, and to Oliver's point earlier, this community that they continue to cultivate, uh, it feels like nowadays with these higher quality brands like Field Notes, we care about more than just the product. And I, I think that's sort of a recurring theme throughout all these brands we've mm-hmm. been talking about today is, you know, what's their story? What are their values? Where does this passion for the product come from? Um, the ones that take the time to focus on it seem to have the most success. And that's just kind of that brand loyalty piece. Um, that yeah. keeps me coming back for future releases. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, with regard to non-stationary brands, I think that I end up falling on outside of field notes and, and I do have, I do use Blackwing pencils because folks uh, who I know be, because of field notes <laughs> got me into them and, and introduced me to them. So, um, but I, but outside of that, you, you know, a, a brand that comes to mind for me as a as a photographer, videographer, I do hobby stuff. Um, I think the field notes of camera bags is peak design, and mm. and and what's what's interesting is that um, their bags are great. I own that. That's my camera bag. Um, they've come out with uh, they they are kind of always experimenting with Kickstarter. Um, and so in that sense, they've like, they've kept what they are good at and then are also trying new things like, yeah. you know, in, in the variety sense. Um, but, but the, the craft notebook of peak design are the, uh, I, I have one right here, but the little, um, clips that go onto your camera. And oh. if you see people who are, um, you know, using Sony, Canon, Nikon, whatever, that they're out there, you will see these little black and red attachment points on the uh, end of so many cameras, even if their strap isn't peak design, even if they're using a different bag, it has just become like they did it so well that uh, that people just know that it's like a little like, charm, like a yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but you will, and, and, and they, they work well, they have a, they have an online community. They, um, yeah, I I think of them and, you know, maybe a, maybe a potential collaboration can come our way that way. I would love to have a photography, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's not a collaboration, maybe it's a quarterly, but a photography themed notebook should be coming at, at some point. I I, I would love that. Yeah. And I I also have, I have my pet uh, bag brand would be Topo Designs, um, which they do regular seasonal uh, colorways of all their bags, very bright colors, very clear identifying designs, uh, lots of collaborations with brands we know. But uh, also what's really what's really taunting me about that is they always use, um, at least for the past few years, they've used uh, field notes in their marketing pictures. They have a little, you know, those little notebook or passport slots in their bags, and they'll always pop, I think it's a little uh, XOXO edition into the slot there. And I've, I actually, I got... I got the field notes and Topo Twitters to talk to each other on Twitter. I just want—I just kept picturing that that GIF that's like now kiss, you know. Uh, it's like, come on, make a make a collaboration already. You clearly like you know each other. You you know, I, I know you're aware of each other's brands. I know you you you're a little simpatico. Um, but there are also there are also brands out there that are um, not only seemingly simpatico, but actually are. I mean, we've uh, brands like uh, Mondo, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a future episode. But they do these, you know elevated uh, movie and TV posters, uh, prints, um, using, you know, screen printing techniques uh, on very nice paper. So, you know, they have, they have a lot of, you know, shared DNA with the Field Notes people that way in forensic design and uh, high quality printing. 
Um, but they've actually collaborated with Field Notes a bunch. Uh, we got the uh, Mondo Deader prints, or sorry, not Deader prints. I wish we got Mondo Deader prints. We got the Mondo Dead prints where they use old Mondo movie prints to make Dead print Field Notes. And then um, we a couple a few years ago we got the uh, MXL XBXD, which on which uh, Mondo was one of the collaborators, and they they again made notebooks together. And similarly, there are brands like um, you know Cards Against Humanity. Uh, cultivated, uh, they underwent a bit of controversy, but cultivated a, a, a kind of cult of personality around themselves and then uh, collaborated frequently with Field Notes on various editions. And I, I love seeing this network of similarly quality brands that, that understand that about each other. And as a, even if they're not related to one another, use that as an excuse to uh, collaborate uh, because they kind of recognize that shared DNA between themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, and, and in terms of like, you know, really high quality, so there's another sort of, if you will, stationary uh, subculture, if you will, around planners. And gosh, I mean, they're huge, these huge planner conferences where you're going to see a couple thousand rabid women come together and talk about their planners. Um, I use I use Hobonichi and I use Plum Paper Planners. They're, they're like the Rolls Royces of uh, planners in terms of quality. Uh, in terms of community and and also in terms of um, um, usability, um, like I, I've got here, I was talking about the there there are sort of standard notebook sizes and paper sizes, if you will. You know, this is a what they call an A6. It's a little bit larger um, than uh, a field notes, um, and it's made with Tomoe River paper. Um, there, you know, Hobonichi has been around for over 10 years and they're, they're, there's a rabid, rabid uh, community around them, very much like Field Notes as well, around Japanese stationery in particular. We're going to need at least an entire episode just to introduce Japanese stationery. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Actually, you know, I was going to say you, you and uh, Greg should definitely talk to that because uh, I know you guys are avid, avid Japanese uh, stationary users. And, and you'll hear me in the background right. going, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and learning we scratch the surface, yeah, and it is an entire. It's an entire world. I mean, I just it's it it's is so a world. it's so fun, and there's so much uniqueness and, and uh, playfulness to to a lot of it, and stickers, and it's it's just a whole universe. Yep. That's that's awesome. Well, I was going to say, you know, John Morris is, if you will, I mean, and he's half Japanese. He and I have had many, many conversations around this. So he like, and myself, we go back to Japan. I, I've been to Itoya, which is like the premier like stationer in Japan. They have six floors of nothing but stationery. And it is it is a sight. It is a sight to see. And I, I was going to say, we should ha we should ask John if he'll join us and talk about like pencils and and paper and and all that good stuff around Japanese and his brand is his thinking. brand is fantastic i don't know do you guys know the yeah, name of right. it to shout out it's a cool japanese name i'm showing a postcard of one of his and it's a it's a kami kokuen his stuff is beautiful and his photography is like amazing too it's just that's so great yeah. well this conversation has me thinking about how we define quality. And, and I think I think something that we, as we're talking about these different brands, whether it be um, stationary related or not, you know, it's the 
ability to to collect it's the variety it's the experimentation design maybe it's a subscription model the community and culture around it all of these things are part of what brought us uh together and and are out there um and i think we will continue to be exploring some of uh these things uh in in future episode because the question why field notes is um a very a very long-winded answer uh we could go on for uh for a long time about that but but to wrap up um you know earlier in the episode uh we mentioned the mailbag at paperandstaples.com uh what are your thoughts please send us questions or comments um and we mentioned a giveaway we have a subscriber anniversary desk ledger which we talked in depth about last episode uh you can check it out on the field notes uh, website but we have one we'd love to give away so uh what we're gonna do is for all of those who send in questions uh to the email mailbag at paperandstaples.com we're going to uh choose one um at random choose a listener at random uh and then get in touch with you for your mailing information and and give away a subscriber anniversary desk ledger which is only available uh to those who are currently subscribing uh to field notes quarterly editions and with that thanks so much for listening i'm mike you've been with greg blair oliver and terry today we'll catch you next time on the Paper and Staples podcast. Production of Paper and Staples is a team effort from Dave, Blair, Terry, Greg, Oliver, and Mike. Digital resources are provided by the Shala Foundation, which supports shelter animals and underserved rural communities. Join us next time on the Paper and Staples podcast. Okay, shall Do we, we clap? Want to clap. Ready? Who's, One, who's counting? Two, who's counting us? Three. <laughs> I feel like we're a little off. We'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, yeah Blair, good luck. Thanks for that. Yeah, here's it. another one for you, Blair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be messaging you guys at three in the morning. I mean, we could do one more. Okay. Okay. Three. Okay. Three, two, one. Good enough. Better. Yeah.